the week of is just my thoughts and i'm your host Mika Reeve. so what's good y'all how's everybody been what's been going on uh let's see nothing much has been going on with me um man it's been so much going on uh, out in the world though uh i actually just been kind of taking a social media break um i haven't really been on it much i've been on twitter a little bit uh yesterday i logged into uh facebook just looking around and you know, every time I go on social media, I feel like it's just so much sadness and it's so much uh, craziness. Um, yesterday, I found out one of my childhood friends had passed away and I mean, super young and, you know, that just made me incredibly sad um, because I feel like now, I feel like when you get to the end of your 30s, like I'm 30, I just turned 38 and, you know, so I'm close to my 40s. And I feel like, you know, when you start getting to your 40s and your 50s, you know, you are at a stage where you start losing people more, you know. Um, So that's why for me, like, I really try to be intentional with celebrating. And if people are doing something for their birthdays or, you know, they're having weddings or uh, anniversaries or something celebratory, like I try to make it a, um, a point of celebrating as well because life's too short. And, you know, people are just out here just leaving the earth, you know, it's made me really sad. So I haven't really been posting much. I have to do better with that. Um, just kind of just been taking a cleanse. And, you know, sometimes I, I do feel like when I log in, it just automatically uh, brings me down a little bit. But everything's been going great. Um, my birthday just passed. And so we celebrated that, which was really cool. I turned 38 um, this year. I. I felt really good going into my birthday. Um, you know, um, I'm really happy this year as far as like just where I am with life in general. Um, you know, and it feels good when you step out on, um, faith and address your fears and you walk in your purpose. And so, um, for me, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. And so, you know, I'm proud of the work that I'm doing, even though like I'm busy and it's a lot, but I'm proud of it. Um, it's been a fun year, you know, being an aunt and hanging out with my niece and nephews. So that's been cool too. And, you know, for me, the last couple of years, I've really focused on, um, just the simple things that make you happy. You know, that's not always about like the material items and all the stuff you have, which is cool. But, um, I really like to focus on the memories that I can create with people and things that even when I'm long gone, like they'll remember, you know, all the things that, you know, we did with each other. And so, um, that's really where I'm at with it, but my birthday was great. Um, and also I wanted to update in regards to the book club. Um, we had our first meeting that was pretty cool. We have about 15 people in the book club. So don't forget, this is a virtual book club. So you can, you don't have to be here in Charlotte with me to be, um, involved in the book club and the book that we're reading this, um, this month is don't look for me by Wendy Walker. Our next meeting is November 7th. So you have about five weeks. Um, hit me up, hit me up on, uh, Instagram, or you can hit me up on email, IGMT podcast at gmail.com. And just let me know you want to be part of the group. And that way I can put you on the mailing serve and you can know what's going on because we do the meeting through zoom. The first meeting went well. So, um, let me know if you want to be a part of the book club and, uh, we'll go from there. So let's see. I'm trying to think, do I have any other updates for you? Don't forget, um, 
to follow the show, I did move the show to bi-weekly um, since I am currently in grad school, but you, you may still get some episodes back to back, but right now I'm in the throes of school and, and work. So it's a lot. So don't forget, I did move that to, to bi-weekly. So now you're going to get episodes every two weeks instead of every week. And also, um, don't forget to follow the show just to keep up. Um, Twitter is IGMT podcast and Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And then I just told you my email, IGMT podcast, but all right, let's just roll into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra. I am shining my light brightly into the world. Um, I like that one cause I think it's good sometimes to remind yourself that, you know, you are important and, and the work that you're doing is important and what you bring to the world is important. All right. So today, who, let's see, I think we're going to just do a little hot topic episode. So let's just roll into the deep dive. All right. So Man, I feel like it's been so much going on since I haven't been here. So I'm going to try to just do a little catch up here. Um, I don't want to talk too much about stuff that's already passed. But uh, one of the main things I want to talk about was Ime Aduku. That's the head coach. I probably said his name wrong, but that's the head coach for the Boston Celtics. So about a week ago, you know, it all came out that, um, you know, he was being uh, investigated and suspended right now. Um, for the year because he had inappropriate relationship, consensual relationship with um, someone part of the Boston Celtics organization, which is against um, their fraternizing rules. So when this first came out, I was talking to um, Jamar and Chris and I was like, you know, it just seems like I, I get that, you know, you can't fraternize, but a whole year of consensual sex, it just seems like that's a little harsh of a, of a punishment. I felt like, um, the thing that I hated most about, um, let me go back. So yes, I thought it was a little harsh. So this week you're starting to see like where, um, you know, there's reports of things coming out. We know that he slept with, um, I think the VP of finance, his wife, he found out, um, through the ring doorbell. That's what they're saying. Allegedly. Um, cause they were talking on the front porch and the husband saw the video of them talking on the front porch, I guess, discussing, um, the affair. I'm not really sure or whatever they were doing on the front porch, um, or just, you know, doing something. And so also it's reports saying that like, uh, she was the one that did all the travel for the team. She actually was the one that spoke a lot to Nia Long. She, um, she was the one that helped Nia Long with her move to Boston and, you know, I had thoughts in regards to that. Like, th- this is this is the thing for me when it comes to stuff like this. Like, it's one thing to cheat, right? And I never, I try to always look at stuff, like, subjectively because we never really know, like, people's relationships and, like, how, what setups they have with their relationship because some people do have, you know, relationships where it's open or you kind of can get a pass. Like as long as you don't bring that shit home, like, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, you never really know, no, you know, for sure. But I think the worst thing in any situation is when you embarrass your partner, period. Like, even if y'all have an open situation, you shouldn't be embarrassing your partner ever. Um, and so that was the thing that got me. Like he knew that this was coming down the pipeline. He knew that, you know, that this was, you know, out and, 
you know, he let her move there and he didn't tell her, um, you know, anything that was going on. And for me, that's when I, I will be more upset because I feel like give me the option of making this decision with a clear mind on whether or not I'm coming up with you or with you. And then that way also, like, I'm not completely blindsided like everybody else. Like, I think she found out like everybody else. And I just personally think stuff like that is, is kind of fucked up. Like, um, I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians, but my friend was like, Mika, you, you really should watch this first episode of season two. Like you should just check it out because Chloe was talking about the whole thing with Tristan. So I turned there, you know, I'm watching and one, it was really fucking sad for one Two, like, you know, she actually broke down what exactly happened, you know, because all we see is just kind of like what's in the media and I don't really pay much mind because I don't really pay the Kardashians much mind, much mind, but basically Tristan knew that this girl was pregnant and during the summer or whatever, that's when he was trying to like, I guess, get the girl to have abortion and pay her off. So he, so he knew that this was happening, um, with this girl. And what he did was he kept telling Chloe, cause Chloe didn't know. He kept telling her like, Hey, you know, let's go ahead and just, you know, get the insemination, like, um, get the insemination, do the egg, do the egg, uh, implant, you know, with the surrogate and let's just go ahead and get it going. So, um, so that's what they did. And I think like three days later, she finds out that he has made a baby with somebody else. And I, I literally can't fucking imagine no shit like that. But this is the example once again, of what I'm saying It's like, I think what, what gets me the most is when you do things like kind of like manipulation, um, because if she would have known, like who said that she even would have had, you know, another kid, but you kind of took that option away from her when like, you don't really, you're not transparent about the wrong shit that you're doing. You know, it's not like, um, somebody's doing this to you. Like you made the decision to cheat and do whatever, you know? And so you have to kind of be man enough to say like, Hey, this is what I did. And this is what's going on. You can't be a coward at that point because now it's re it's, you know, it's repercussions to the shit. And on top of the fact you're embarrassing your girl. I, I that's just, that's, that's the, I think, I can forgive a lot of things, but like, if you fucking make me like a fucking fool, I, I, I don't know if I can forgive that truly, um, for Mika. So, um, and I think it's just respectability in general. Um, like to find out something like this happened on TV, it's fucking horrible on social media. It's fucking horrible. And so I don't know, like, um, I saw yesterday allegedly that, um, the head coach had like had sex with the owner's wife. Like, I don't know if that's true. So I say allegedly, because this is like things that starting to come out, but apparently it's more than just like one issue. I think it's multiple issues and that's the problem. Um, I personally think that he's probably not gonna, um, coach this. He obviously is not gonna coach this year, but I don't think he's gonna come back at all. I, I don't really get why they didn't just fire him. Um, but my understanding just through the grapevine is that they're saying that like, you know, they did the suspension because he doesn't get paid and just kind of like to prove a point or whatever, like, you know, I don't know, but I just feel like this investigation that's going on. I, I don't think anything good obviously is coming from it. And I think that he's going to get fired. That's what I think. Um, they did say that he, that he could 
look for other jobs, but I don't even know if is he marketable right now? Like that's fucking crazy to me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like when it comes to, um, I don't think this is first time fucking with people at his job for one, cause you just did this too freely Two, it's just extremely sloppy. Like I would never, um, you know, bring some shit to, to my job that I know, you know, is a detriment. He's like the leader of the team. He's a head coach. So I don't really get it. I really don't. Cause I think he could have sex with anybody. Um, I was watching this interview. I think it was with Nick Young and he was like that sometimes men get bored and when men get bored they do stupid shit and I just I don't know I think I'm tired of the narrative of things that men do you know like we have to stop using the whole like because what happens when women get bored does that mean that we have a right to go out and cheat on our husbands or spouses you know it's just such a double standard with stuff like okay so what happens when we get bored like (laughs) Does that give us permission to just act a fool? It's just kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I I don't know. That situation is really messy. I don't think he's going to coach anymore in the NBA. I think he's too much of a liability, and I think he's doing entirely too much. Entirely too much. Um, especially if the allegations is true. I think he's doing too much. I saw that they had asked Shaq about the situation. I don't like Shaq. You can tell Shaq had a little bit of therapy. He basically said... You know, I'm not going to speak on that shit because I was a serial cheater. I cheated on my wife and, you know, I'm not going to speak on, you know, the situation because how would I look speaking on that? That's, that's kind of, you know, hypocritical and ridiculous. And I kind of felt him. Like, I feel like we always, all of us have opinion. I get on here and I give my opinions, you know, and my thing is, um, you know, the cheating thing is one thing to me, um, and like I said, I don't fully, they could have had a situation, right? I don't really know, right? I do know that Nia Long did um, move there with her son. And now she's moved back to New York, I think. So I don't know. They've been engaged for a really long time. But I also have like seen interviews in the past where she's also said that, like, it's not really something that she's pressed to do. Like, she's not really a marriage person. So I don't really think, I don't think we can really go off of that either. So I don't know. It's just a mess. I don't know. I think I, like I said, I just, I just hate when, you know, you embarrass your, your part, your person to me, like, you know, you already, you know, disrespecting them with the act and then you can at least be man enough to say what the fuck you did. Right. So I'm not fully fucking embarrassed out here and blindsided. Cause I think that hurts worse. I think. Okay. So I did want to talk about one other thing and I have talked about this before in the past too. So I saw the day and I don't, I don't listen to NBA young boy music or anything, but I saw he welcomed his 10th child. Then a couple days later, we saw Nick Cannon gave birth to his ninth kid. Then two weeks later, he birthed his, he gave birth to his 10th kids. Well, the girl did to his 10th kid. This is the thing, like what is happening here? You know, like, The Nick Cannon thing to me is, is a little bizarre personally. Cause I think he has one more on the way. So that's going to be kid 11. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really understand like what's going on. Like I like, why are you having so many kids like back to back? I mean, these, these new kids right here are two weeks apart from each other. So how is that going to work? Like, as far as like just time wise and how you spend time with your kids. Like I talked about this before, I think last year when he 
was on baby six and seven, maybe I'm not really sure, but I always think about the kids in the, in these scenarios, like that's a lot of fucking kids to give your energy, your time and everything else. And to me, I just feel like somewhere in there, you're not going to be able to give that time. Like you want that energy, like you want some of these kids are the same age, you know, birthdays at the same time. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. Um, I don't know. It's a lot. It's weird. It really is. Okay. So I think that's all I had as far as like shit going on. I'm sure I'm probably missing something. I'm not really sure. I wrote some stuff down, but I'm not really sure if I'm missing something. So let's just jump into what I'm watching. So I saw everybody have been watching the Dharma, uh, series. I, I did not watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, what is it called? Monster on Netflix. Um, but I have been watching some of the, I have been reading some of the pieces in regards to it. And, um, I think that's the part that kind of makes me a little like leery to watch just because it's, you're watching other people's trauma. Um, there was a scene in there where they're kind of basically reenacting, um, some of the things that happened like in real life. And you've had people come out and say like some of the victims families say like, they didn't even know that this was coming out. And it's almost like they're, um, they're obviously triggered, but they're re they're what's the word re-experiencing the, like it all over again. Um, I think it's weird that you can use somebody's likeness and you can use somebody's story and experience, but you don't tell them that you're going to do that. I was trying to figure out how does that even work? Like, how can you talk about somebody, um, like a victim and you don't get clearance from the family to talk about that? I don't know. how. I don't, I don't get that. How does, how was that possible? Um, but that made me really fucking sad. Like I was like, I just think right now, like with me, um, going to school for like therapy and all of that, like I literally feel like I feel every fucking thing. And so when I saw it, I was like, man, I, I personally couldn't watch it only because like, I think like I would be too emotionally invested in the, the damn trauma and the sadness of it all. You know, um, he targeted, you know, black um, gay men, you know, and it's just fucking terrible. Um, I also sat down and watched Honk for Jesus on, um, Peacock. If you haven't watched that, you should watch it. Like I thought it was going to just be kind of like a comedy and it was to a certain degree, but it turns into like something else, you know, and it turns into like where it's like a movie that I feel like you really could have conversation about. Um, it was interesting. Like it wasn't anything what I expected at all. Um, I thought Regina King was absolutely amazing in it. Sterling Brown was too. And it was, it was good. Um, you should watch that. So the last thing I want to talk about was I went to see the woman King. I've actually seen it twice. And, you know, I was a little disturbed at first when I saw like, people boycotting the movie and all of that. And I'm like a history person. So of course, like I'm doing deep dives and, you know, I'm going to go see like what exactly is going on. Um, and I don't know, like sometimes I feel like, you know, you have these black actresses who like work their ass off to Viola Davis for one, it was her production team. It took her seven years to get the project approved and to get the budget approved to even do the movie. Then, you know, 
they had to go out and get the actresses and, you know, give them at least something to, you know, like pay them, you know, and, um, all the work that was done, it really was just disheartening to see that people are just trying to boycott something. They don't even know like the full information. Um, a lot of things that I saw, they're like, oh, well, you know, they were slave traders and, um, all of this. And like, if you watch the movie, you know, that's what the movie is about basically. Um, it's about the ramifications of, um, slave trading, what that looked like in that time. Um, you saw a lot of, you know, them taking them, uh, passing off or selling, um, slave captives, uh, like, you know, people they kept, they captured during war. Um, and I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure, um, just things that I've seen, like, I'm sure they were out, you know, getting slaves, you know what I'm saying? Like from when they were conquering people and things like that. And like, you know, doing raids and stuff, like, I'm sure that stuff happened because we already know that stuff happened. Like, um, a lot of times I think when we think about the slave trade, we automatically think that it was just European, you know, white, you know, that was just, you know, sending the slaves everywhere and just stealing these people from, you know, Africa. And no, like a lot of the tribes and a lot of the places in Africa were compliant and, um, you know, put in, you know, Africans in the slave trade. It's just, it's, it's, it's something that's known, but I guess for people that it's not known, um, yeah. So I wasn't really surprised by that aspect. And I still wanted to know about this, this all, uh, woman, you know, um, um, tribe, you know, cause it, it was real. And I had already known about them before the movie came out. So I was really excited to kind of like, you know, see what they were going to put on film. Obviously, the movie is some, some historical things is true. Like, excuse me, like, um, they were shifting from the slave trade and trying to go into selling goods like palm oil and all of that. So that really is true. Um, so it is some, some historical facts in it. Obviously all of it is not true. Like as far as like some of the stories and some of the people, some of them are, you know, um, you know, fictional, but, some, some are like the King, um, all of that, all, all of that's real. And so I love the movie and I personally love seeing, um, you know, all black cast. There's like basically no like white savior hero in it. Um, and it's different, but it's, but it was just to see how these women train and how much they worked hard. They had no stunt devils. They did all their stunts themselves. Viola Davis, did this movie when she was 56 years old. It's fucking insane. And if you see it, you'll understand like she was fucking intense in this movie. And the movie made me feel like I can go out there and just, you know, fuck some shit up. And that's how I felt. And I loved it. And I definitely suggest people to go see it. Like it, it, it made me sad to see that it was getting boycotted over shit that people really like, because I feel like sometimes people jump on stuff and, and I do. And sometimes I do feel like, you know, it's so difficult for black women. I do feel that way. Like, I feel like people automatically want to shoot something down and you know, but, but why you have, you didn't even see the movie. Like I watched some, some think pieces just from people that's like saying, don't go see that shit. And none of them went to go see the movie. So like, how can you, um, give an opinion about something that you haven't even seen? And then you're literally saying in the video, like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, what they did with it is that they made, a really, really beautiful movie. It really was. 
I plan to go back this week after work one of these days and go see it. Um, but I enjoyed it. I really did. And, um, I definitely suggest that, you know, definitely check it out. I mean, in order for us to see, like we talk about, you know, as black people, we talk about like how we want to see, um, more black films. We want to see, um, you know, us on the screen representation, but then when you get representation and us on the screen, you know, then you find reasons to not have it. Cause if you don't support the movie, um, or support, you know, seeing stuff like that, then you're not going to ever see it again. That's just the reality of it. If you don't go out and support something. So like before you just automatically say, Oh, whatever, they were slave traders. Well, yeah. But back then during that time, a lot of them were, and you know, unfortunately you see the ramifications of what that does to even your family, because just like they might've been, you know, uh, capturing people up and putting them in a slave trade. Their people were getting captured and put in a slave trade too. So it's just a, it's a very, it was a very fucked up cycle in general, you know, like Africans got rich off of the slave trade. Europeans got rich off the slave trade and you know, the Americans over here in America got rich off the slave trade. You know, it, it was a fucked up cycle. That's horrible, you know, and it wasn't just horrible in America. The shit was horrible everywhere because people don't realize that, um, the shit was deep in Portugal and all, all over there, you know, um, it was deep. So I think sometimes like maybe people should like really actually do their history with that and like actually read about that because, um, sometimes I think we're all, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously in, in America and I think sometimes we're always a little jaded and one-sided cause we have the experience of what it was like over here, but you know, you don't really know what it was like over there. Right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm trying to say, but woman King was really actually really amazing. And I don't really get the slander and hate from it. It's a story, you know, and it's no different from watching any other story that we've seen that we've watched and supported. So you should definitely support it. I loved it. Viola Davis was absolutely amazing. All the women in it were absolutely amazing. And I think that they did a good job telling the story. I do. Uh, let's see. Lastly, Kendra Lamar was on Saturday Night Live. That's my dude. Kendra Lamar is on a whole nother wavelength to me right now. You can tell that he's sunk into himself. I had a whole episode where I talked about, um, you know, him. And you can just, I, I love when you see people reach their you know, maturation process where like they solid in themselves. Kendrick has his own way of doing things. He had the stage set up. Like it was a fucking art gallery. It was the shit. It was the shit. So check that out. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. I know I, I probably have missed some stuff that probably was some good shit to talk about, but I can't think what it was. I haven't really been watching anything else on TV. I've been watching my housewives. I was so happy that Atlanta ended. Atlanta needs to do a fucking overall. I don't know what, but <sighs> this season was okay. Like I was happy to see Sheba Sheree finally get her clothes out and shit, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. I, I wish that Nene didn't, they didn't have so many issues. Cause I do miss Nene. She was hilarious. Um, I don't know. So what we got now, Potomac starts next weekend. And then, um, Beverly Hills is really good this season. That's, that's just actually interesting. Um, and then Salt Lake City just started. And that was pretty good too, but I don't know. 
Atlanta. I'm I'm loop. I think that I think that the show that's the best to me out of all the housewives is probably Potomac. And then I'm probably gonna say Beverly Hills. Probably. Um, all right, that's all I have today for the hot topics. Uh I'm gonna post the episode. Let me know how you feel about it. Give me your comments and your feedback on um some of the things that I said. Uh don't forget to follow me. You can find the show on all streaming platforms. Don't forget that the show is back to well, it's it's now bi-weekly, so every two weeks. Also, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, IJMT Podcast, on Instagram, at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And you can always email if you want me part of the show, you want me part of the book club, IJMT Podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.